Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, Five Design Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Good Monday morning. Welcome in. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, your source for all the news and sports of the day, the week, the weekend. If it's local sports, we're your source. I just have no idea what we're going to talk about today. You know, I wish there were any, I wish there was some stuff that had happened over the weekend that we could maybe fill a show with but unfortunately there just wasn't a whole lot really going slow on. Week, slow weekend slow weekend you know nothing really major happened um yeah so <laughs> we'll we'll try to fill this time with whatever we can find and, and make it as good a listen as possible <laughs> under the circumstances how about this how about it snowing i, I mean it's snowing outside I, I pulled up and it's spitting snow I had some flakes, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if I call them flakes. Just, just yeah. little flurry. It was yeah, spinning little, little something spitting. heavier than rain. Yeah, exactly. It was falling slowly from the sky. wasn't sticking. No, but it was falling. That's amazing. It was like I wore shorts on Friday, like in Montgomery. Go figure. While I was on Thanksgiving break, so I guess we need the, to that tell is them. Montgomery. <clears throat> I think we need. It to, typically is warmer in Montgomery. We should probably tell you guys that uh, yes, because it's you know it's closer. Give you a hard time. It's yeah. closer to yeah. the equator. It, it ain't snowing in Montgomery this morning. No, it's it's yeah. probably not. Let's um, hope not. So on Friday, if you guys listen to the show, um, thank you, thank you. But also, we should probably tell you that we weren't we weren't live. Oh, don't give your secrets. Um, the reason that that I need to tell you that is because we have some Thanksgiving stories we need to share with you this morning. And one of them, because I need to know how everybody's Thanksgiving went. Did everybody's Thanksgiving go well? Yeah. I yes. Mean, we know Moe's did because he made macaroni and cheese. And it was, as always, well received. <laughs> it was up to Moe's standards? It was up to, well, more important than up to my standards, it was up to everybody else's standards, you know. So I didn't get run out of the house. That's a good thing. And you smoked a turkey. You're pointing at me. Yes, I, uh, yes, my my pops and I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Uh, well, it wasn't a traditional smoke. It was on a Traeger. We cooked it at a higher temperature. It it turned out fantastic. Actually, we spatchcocked the turkey after a, a day and a ha- day and a half dry salt and herb brine. So Tuesday night. We spatchcocked the thing. We covered it with this salt and herb, fresh herb mixture, um, put it in the refrigerator, and then uh, on Thursday morning, we uh, put it on the Traeger and cooked it at a uh, fairly high temperature, close to 400, as as best as we could with the Traeger. That's the one downside of the Traeger is the temperature. You can't get too high on it. But um, 
but it had put great, more pellets in. To get uh, it it doesn't matter. There's 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 a, a max gotcha. of of the temperature depending on which version you have. But um, we had a mixture of uh, we had some leftover maple pellets, and then we added apple pellets mm. in there. Uh, so I had uh, had that, and it uh, actually cooked quicker than we had anticipated, which is okay. It's better than cooking longer. Uh, but it turned out great. It was it was uh, probably the most tender turkey we've ever, we've ever done. Fantastic so, flavor. Uh, oh, we also injected it with a little um, uh, Tony Satchery's and hot sauce and butter mixture. Forgot to mention that the injection. Yeah, I think that made a difference too. So you mentioned the salt and herb brine. Yes, we had some fresh herbs on our turkey too. Yeah, unintentionally. <laughs> Apparently, my aunt, who always cooks the turkey and brings the the stock for us to add to the dressing, okay, she was late, and mm. we were sitting there. We're just wondering. She said she's going to be here at eleven. It's like twelve thirty. Everybody's there. Like, we're waiting on her. We don't know why. So, apparently, she's using her neighbor's oven because her oven, her gas oven went out. So, she gets the turkey ready. It's all ready to go. Taking it over to her neighbor's house. She slips on the front steps. Falls down. Turkey flies into a pile of leaves. So, a turkey can fly. (laughs) Apparently, this one could. Is she okay? She was fine. Okay. Matter of fact, she said the only thing I was thinking was, please don't let me break my butt bone or my elbow. <laughs> Picks up the turkey mm. and says, you know what? It is what it is. We're taking it next door. So she takes it next door. Apparently, her fr- her friend is, is like not there. Like They're off on vacation somewhere. And she walks in, and her friend apparently had two sinkfuls of dishes. So she's going to wash wow. the turkey off, except now she's got to clean out the sink. So she cleans out the sink, washes the turkey twice, washes it twice, redoes all of the stuff, cooks it, brings it over, doesn't tell anybody, and then it's <laughs> over. The really good turkey. I'm talking like this was some of the best turkey that we've had, but you know, oven baked. You can't the the difference between obviously deep fried and smoked is completely different. But as far as an oven baked turkey, it's one of the best we've ever had. I think the second and third washing may have been mm. a a game changer. It is the mm. year of COVID. So wash mm. your hands and your turkey. I'm just saying <laughs> the natural herb turkey. Mm. Um <laughs> Was delicious. Whole new meaning to organic herbs, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> that was exactly what we were like. It's organic. Uh, it has been uh, is been dipped in all the organic herbs and spices. Well seasoned. Well seasoned. Mm-hmm. With she said, I knew I salt and peppered it, so anything bigger than a pepper flake had to come off. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever was left on there was left on there. So is this the new? turkey recipe for the Yao family take it and <laughs> it pitch it in the yard and then uh, wash it off a drudge through the yard yeah. <laughs> just drag it on your way to the next door right. <laughs> just put it on a rope there we go it's easier than carrying it that's right yeah. <laughs> so yeah that was uh that, that was our our big thanksgiving ordeal 
How was the driving range? Every oh man, range was <laughs> great. Range two thirty one is always a great time. We we got there. They had all the uh, all the picnic tables, which are normally like set around the the fire pit, were in the back. But they they did have some chairs, so Sarah was able to sit down. We listened to some good music, and I'm glad Sarah was able to sit down. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It would have been bad otherwise. We stayed for about an hour, hour and a half. Like I said, listened to some good music. Got home and. Uh, Drove to Paris, Tennessee on Friday morning <laughs> where we got to watch some high school football. Heck of a game. Heck of a football game, and we should probably talk about that. Um, Want to talk about it now? No, no, okay. I don't think we can get it in in the next three minutes. I don't either. Um, but, but, yes, we should probably talk about that. That being said, if you've not been to Paris, if you've not been to Paris, Tennessee, you should definitely go. It is a nice little town. Mustos, Mustos was, was fantastic. Top shelf. Um, I, I think the biggest surprise of the weekend was the fact that Mustos, which <laughs> looks very nice. I mean, the decor is fantastic. The decor, I mean, the outside, it's, it's, it's very nice. Are we talking white tablecloth here? Not quite. Close. I'm, I mean, it's yeah. They had a, they had a tomahawk steak on the menu. Oh. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you don't see that every day. And, and for two people, it's only sixty-eight bucks. Wow. So if you wanted to share it, that's pretty good. That's not if bad. you wanted to share it. Why would you not share a tomahawk steak? I mean, if you're hungry, I don't know. <laughs> um, I can't imagine. But the big surprise was that the building that Mustos is in, <laughs> as beautiful as it was, custom stonework inside, arches. Apparently was at one time a Shoney's. Oh, nice. We were sitting there debating whether or not it was like a macaroni grill or an olive garden or what it was. Shoney's wasn't on the list. No, no, it's not. <laughs> that that took a lot of shine to go from Shoney's to what you're you talking about. Ta- you ain't kidding. You're right. It, I don't know how long it took them, but I bet you it was longer than they wanted it to be. I mean, nothing wrong with Shoney's, but that, you know. Typically, a Shoney's building has been there a while, yeah. so, you know, the... It's gonna get some some dust and dinge. Yeah, it, <laughs> and, probably, uh, it probably needed some work anyway, so they're like, "What the heck? In for a penny, in for a pound," you know. And they were. It was a fantastic food. Uh, if you're in Paris, go get the Italian food. Apparently, it's the best Italian food in Paris. In Paris, but um, maybe the only Italian. As food you in said, Paris. it may be the only Italian. We don't know. Yeah. And then breakfast at at Ann and Ann and Dave's. Was was great on Saturday. Right across, Ann and Dave's. Ann and Dave's restaurant right across from the um, VFW and the cemetery. And the cemetery. There you go. Yeah. Uh, which which it, after after we left, I got some intel. You know, I I texted a friend up there. Where should we go for breakfast? Um, preferably someplace with pancakes. Never got a response. Two hours later, it's like I hope you went to Southside Cafe. I'm like, no. <laughs> we didn't. We went up the street to Ann and Dave's. So that's a good call. Well, I'm glad because that's what we did. It, it, it was a good call. They had chocolate gravy. Oh, hey, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Apparently, uh, I was the only one at the table who'd ever had chocolate gravy. And um, Wait, you'd never had it? No, I he had had it. Had. Oh, he you were the, the only, only one that had Yeah. You've never had chocolate gravy? No, man? to the rest of us, it looked like brownie batter, actually. Kind of tastes like brownie batter. And there's nothing wrong it, it, with that. It, no, nothing yeah, at all. It does. It's, it's like chocolate sauce. Yeah. We it's were, like a heavy chocolate sauce. We were so. going to try it with another biscuit, but <laughs> yeah. our our server 
who was having some issues, apparently. Never really came back through, so we kind of lost the inclination and just went and paid and left. That Was, was your server taking the uh, the Henry County loss a little too hard? She was taking something hard. She was, because it was she, she was she, not she, having a good morning. She was taking something hard. I don't know. <laughs> it happens. We all have those days. That's true. Try not to make them Saturdays, but we all have those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. And then we watched some football all Saturday. And oh, wait a minute! Before we left Paris, <laughs> you can't you can't go to Paris and not go to the Eiffel Tower. I saw right? the photo. Well, yeah, I saw yeah. the photo. Yeah, so took, she's she's so lucky. Took our ladies to she? Paris to yeah. the Eiffel Tower. That was so nice of us. I yeah. thought we we are <laughs> such romantics as. I was told on more than one occasion. You know, I, you guys are familiar with uh, Terry Bradshaw's TV show on, I think it's E or Bravo or something like that. Have you heard about it? I'm the Bradshaw Punch fami- or something? Uh, yeah, I'm vaguely familiar with it, and that's as familiar as I'd like to be. Well, yeah. it's it's actually entertaining. It's it's pretty funny. It's it's Terry Bradshaw. It's relative. Uh, but he takes his <laughs> he takes his wife for like their 50th wedding anniversary to Paris, Texas, and they've got a little Eiffel Tower as well, so go. they had a little picnic, yeah. Kind of made me think about that. I was just saying to somebody, some towns have replicas of Eiffel Towers and others have Confederate monuments, but, <laughs> this, you know. We'll take the Eiffel Tower I'll time. take the Eiffel Tower, yeah. yeah. Oh, and we, nobody's trying to take that one away, so. No catfish while you were in town, huh? No, well, we could have had we not gone to Mustos. Yeah. Because they had catfish in the press box, as we didn't I'm know. sure. Wow! As I'm sure Epley and Rogers mentioned at some point Friday. Night. I haven't heard them talk about. It. I, I bet they. I bet they mentioned it on air. I could see Matt eating uh, catfish. I don't see Epley as a catfish kind of guy. Not even I if could it's be wrong. free. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I'll have to ask. I think, I'll have Matt, to ask about I that. think Matt was quite impressed. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt definitely enjoyed it. So, and, and I tell you what, that press box up there. Top notch, big time. It's it, it, very nice working conditions up there between the the room that you have and the pregame meal. <laughs> it, it rivals Smyrna for sure. Just having a pregame meal, period. I, yeah, I don't think I've and there. You know, I think how I've most, only been to one press box in high school in Tennessee that actually had food. Brentwood. I don't know if they still do or not, but they used to have pizza up there, and it was pretty dang good. You know, most press boxes these days have the the top of the press boxes is fenced in, mm-hmm. but it's not covered. Their yeah. the top of their press box, if you climb up, is still covered. Oh wow, got a nice so, roof. So like, okay. yeah, so like, you know, the, where I the, didn't even pay attention to where that. the video cameras are for mm-hmm. both teams. That's where the that's where both cameras, both teams' cameras are. So it just gives you some more room in that, at least in stay that dry press box. And as and, if there wasn't enough room in the plenty bottom level. So. Yeah. Henry County, do it. It's not open. I mean, I don't think you can open those windows. Is the only thing. Matt and Mike mentioned that, and uh, they were that was the one disappointment about the press boxes that they couldn't. It's enclosed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a big deal. Well, I mean, it just depends on broadcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd like the option. Yeah. Maybe give them a little one of those uh, those those old truck windows that. That swing out or whatever. Yeah, the little like, the little smoker window. Yeah. Or, or down at the brickyard in, in Pulaski, Giles County, Sam Davis, they've got um, uh, a panel, a skinny, long panel 
on top of the uh, slanted, mm-hmm. not massive slanted glass, but they've got a, 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 a little window that you can slide that has a screen. So, and, and the way that the press box, the, the noise naturally filters up there. So it feels like you've got your whole window open. It's, it's a fantastic, there was, there was some thought into that with the acoustics, uh, for broadcast. You stick a microphone up there and it's like you're right in the middle of the stands. That's cool. Fantastic. They could have done that. We'll talk about the actual game here in a minute. How's that? No doubt. (laughs) We'll take a quick break and we will tell you about what we experienced down in Paris during the football game. Uh, Summit gets a big win over Henry County. And no one got arrested. Although maybe there should have been. (laughs) Recap and analysis, and we'll run down the Blue Cross Bowl lineup for you on the other side of this break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Coming up on the bottom of the hour here, as we get ready to tell you about our experience down in Paris as the Summit Spartans punch their second consecutive ticket to the Blue Cross Bowl in Cookville with a big win over the Henry County Patriots. And certainly a dominant performance by Destin Wade, Summit's Mr. Football finalist, who had 394 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, that's that's not a bad day at the office, huh? No, 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 it's not. And um, you know, over this four-game playoff run, I think it's pretty well been proven that. Summit's going to go as Destin Wade goes. I mean, it's it's pretty phenomenal. The the three games in particular, Columbia Central Beach and Henry County, that he's put together here and and against three pretty solid defenses, he's um he's produced, you know, in a, in a major way and. I would imagine that's going to have to happen one more time on Friday for um, for them to take the next step that they were unable to take last year. I no question that he is the the catalyst for this offense. That being said, 
you know, we talk about the offense all the time, and we should. But this defense is where they really kind of make their money. You know, Henry County, a pretty good offensive team, had put up 51 points per game in the last eight games. And Summit holds them to 21, including Jamarcus Johnson, who had run for almost 1,700 yards this year, had 26 carries, 94 yards. That's about 3.3 yards a carry. And he earned every one of them. He had to. I mean, again, three point three yards a carry. Yeah, that's I, just that, not that. That's not great. <laughs> you know, they they did a great job on him. He he scored the two touchdowns, but they were from three and from seven yards. And and the second one from seven yards was basically after the game had been decided. Um, you know, after after Summit retied the game and then took the lead in the third quarter, and then pulled away with with the first of two Destin Wade touchdown runs but well you say that but I mean they got the onside kick after that Johnson score and we're and we're within a score they get an onside kick and then Summit's defense gets a fourth down stop that's that's where that that's where you know you look at the score and you go 35 21 okay it was it wasn't really there but we're 23 yards away from a tie ball game. <laughs> yeah, but you know, just the it never w- felt like it, right? No, no, that's it, what that's what didn't. we're saying. It it never felt like it. Yeah, once they um, you know, Henry County goes up. They they take the opening kickoff. They hit a big pass to um to their Memphis commitment receiver Juwan Odoms for 66 yards to um to go up 14-7, which was what everybody was afraid of, you know, at the end of the first half because Henry County scores to tie the game inside the final minute. And then they – and so they kind of doubled up right there. They scored late in the first half and off the opening possession of the second half. Summit answers right back immediately with the big ball to Brady Pierce. And and you feel like, okay – if you've if you've been watching Summit over the last little bit, you kind of feel like, okay, here we go. Yep. And there they went, basically. And like you said, it it just never felt like Henry County was in that game to me. Even though, you know, we're twenty three yards away what, from what the was, tie ball. What game. was transpiring on the field might indicate otherwise, but it just never felt like it. You just felt like Summit was going to make a play defensively because that's what they've done and they did yeah and that that's what i think has to has to be the focal point of of their preparation in any school that you know any team that's playing them you have to figure out a way to take advantage anytime you get close you can't get close and then let summit Stiffen up or stouten up. Stouten up. <laughs> uh, it's 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 really impressive the way that this that this team has has played and the way that Alex Melton prepares them. It's it, it really is impressive. And what's really ironic is you know a couple of weeks ago as this team was getting ready for Beach, Brian Coleman says, you know Beach is a team that waits for you to make the mistake and then they take advantage of it. Well, it almost feels like Summit has kind of assumed that role 
from a defensive standpoint. And in a game that we were we were talking on the sidelines, no turnovers. Yeah, not a single turnover in the game. And I th- it's, and it wasn't the it wasn't the mistakes necessarily in, in turnovers that Summit took advantage of. It was the protection miscues where Summit was able to get to the quarterback and and if you notice who it was that was getting to the quarterback in a couple of those key moments it was absolutely number number seven seven. and welcome back keaton wade huge for them you know after the game i talked with trey hunter who is you know kind of the the guy on that defensive line that sets the edge and forces teams to to run between the tackles and that sort of thing. And, you know, his confidence level in that in the inside, the interior of that defense because of Jesse Brimmeyer, because of the fact that Keaton Wade can literally just reach out his arms and drag some folks down. And, you know, when they line up Trey and Keaton on the same side of the formation Brutal. like they did on a couple of occasions the other night, and then you got Caleb Jolly, who is that dude, on the other end. Uh, what do you do? What do you do? And you and Jesse Brimmeyer, no slouch in, in interior line. Yeah. Absolutely does a great job busting up that interior and forcing – you know, forcing some cutbacks early because when they get into the backfield and they get to the backfield a lot, you know, even on running plays, they get into the backfield and forces, you know, forcing running backs to to try and make cuts before they even get to the hole is just it's impressive. You know, they gave up 309 passing yards, but I would wager that James Counts didn't want Henry County throwing for 300 yards. No question. In, any more than Brian Coleman wanted them throwing for 300 yards. I mean, that's just not their game. And and a lot of that was, you know, A, in somewhat desperation. B, a lot of it came on one play. In a lot of it came on two plays. There were two long pass plays that set one up for touchdowns. The well, there was the – the uh, the screen pass at the end of the first half on That's which set Ke- up. on which Keaton Wade got held. <laughs> I tried to put Dragged that one out down. of my mind. My goodness, yeah, that was awful. Because if 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 Wade if Wade doesn't get dragged, he makes that play. Whether or not he tackles the quarterback, he at least gets his hands up. Mm-hmm. And throwing over six foot four Keaton Wade with his hands up is almost impossible, and it sets up your you know your defense to have some time to get to the guy, to, to the receiver. So right. that screen pass went for 64 yards or something, sets up a touchdown. And then, of course, the 66-yard touchdown to Jawan Odoms. That's that's two plays, 120 yards right there. That holding no call. <sighs> Brutal. Was brutal. I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. Yeah, that was it was bad. And then the headlines, but I don't know what it is with the the sideline thing this year. <laughs> but these guys are absolutely just. I don't even know how to explain. They, they're not doing a good job of preventive officiating, and then they're getting angry. I'm talking angry. Like this guy was like that. You say another word, coach, and it's fifteen yards. And they're like, how you don't even know who said anything. 
you there are there are fans right behind us and some of them are not yelling very nice things about anybody <laughs> in fact they're yelling unpleasantries at each at other at each other yeah yeah and was... there were some several near fights in this in this game by the <laughs> in the fan the stands well, or on the track, or on the track, or whatever. You know, yeah. You don't know who's who's saying what. You can't throw flags for that kind of stuff. But like these officials, man. Again, I've always been told, don't have rabbit ears. You can't because you if see. if you're paying that much attention to what's going on in the stands, then you can't be watching the game. That's right. It's annoying. Yeah. But um, again, great performance by Summit. Uh, and particularly by Destin Wade, um, like you said, 394 offensive yards, 221 rushing on 24 carries with a pair of fourth-quarter touchdowns, um, six of nine for 173 passing, and that's um, efficient. I'd say so, six of nine. That's what's uh... – that's what's made him so effective is his efficiency. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't turn the ball over with throwing it. And, and like you said on Friday night, last year he was an athlete playing quarterback. This year he's been a quarterback. Yeah. And he he's thrown for nine touchdowns in the postseason with no interceptions. And I don't want to jinx him, but, um, you know, 31 of 46 for 557 yards. Um, he's thrown four a touchdown in each of their playoff games, three against Hillwood, one against Central, four against Beach, and and the one against Henry County on Friday night. So, and as as he goes, they go, and and they'll be looking for another type performance like that Friday night against an Oak Ridge team whose calling card is its defense. They beat South Doyle fourteen to nothing in Friday's other semifinal, and. Um, we hope to um, not on air, but we we will have some TWSAA um, we'll assisted media availability with Joe Gaddis later today. So we may just record that and uh, play it on Wednesday for sure. Coach's Corner. That would probably be the best option for that. So we we'll let you hear it. Yeah, uh, okay. because it is. It will be really good to have. Uh, obviously, Joe Gaddis, former Henry, former Henry County former coach. Henry County yeah, coach. that that that. There's a storyline that the Spartans upset for. I'm sure a lot of people. Um, coach Gaddis, been at Tullahoma, been at Henry County. He's was down in um somewhere in Mississippi, Olive Branch, maybe. I'm not sure. He's um he's been around for a while and he's got Oak Ridge back in the state finals for the first time since 2005 I think it is so this will be a, this will be a very it'll be big an entertain game. it'll be an entertaining ball game I think because I feel like even as much as we talk about Summit's defense I feel like this will be strength on strength Oak Ridge's mm-hmm. defense against Summit's offense and trying to slow down a Mr. Football finalist who really nobody has slowed down. That's right. We'll have more on that this week. And 
the rest of the TWSAA championships, the Blue Cross Bowl will be held at Tennessee Tech University. Going to be a lot of fun. Hey, yeah. Start, out in Cookville. Starts on Thursday. You've got your um, Division Two games on Thursday at 11 o'clock, the Division II AA championship game between area rivals Lipscomb Academy and CPA, battle of former NFL quarterbacks Trent Dilfer and Ingle Martin. Um, One it, of which a little more successful than the other, but you know. Did 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 Engel punt he, in the NFL? I don't I don't know if he punted or not, but I do believe Engel Martin could have handed off and won a, and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, if given the opportunity. Um, Division Two A Championship at three o'clock between University School of Jackson and at least two time, maybe three time defending state champion Davidson Academy. Certainly, they're going at the last two years. Another former NFL quarterback in Jonathan Quinn for Davidson. Um, I'm sure that'll be a storyline for somebody this week. Um, in the um, 7 o'clock Division II AAA finals, you'll have McCauley from Chattanooga and Memphis University School in that one. That's On- a little bit of a surprise, right? I think so, because Brentwood Academy was ranked number one in the state all year. And McCauley beat them in the semis a couple of weeks ago. So, so yeah. Um, on Friday, we have the Class 3A championship. A little bit of a surprise here. Alcoa mm. taking on Milan. Milan, a winner over Pearl Corn on Friday. So, that game will be at 11 right after our show. At 3 o'clock, area team Fayetteville will take on South Pittsburgh in the Class 1A championship. Really excited about that game. They're really going to have to stouten up. They are going to have to stouten up against South South Pittsburgh. And then, of course, the games we just talked about, Oak Ridge and Summit, will be the nightcap on Friday at 7 p.m. in the Class 5A title game. On Saturday at 11 o'clock, you've got your um, Class 4A championship between defending state champion Elizabethton and Haywood out of West Tennessee. Haywood defeated Lexington. 17-14 17-14 in the semifinals this past weekend. Um, at 3 o'clock in the 2A title game, you've got Megs County and Peabody in another East-West showdown. And at 7 o'clock, the weekend finale, the 6A title game, a rematch from the regular season as Brentwood challenges undefeated Oakland, which boat raced Maryville, 49-7 in Friday's semifinals. If you are looking to go to Tucker Stadium for the event, here's what you need to know. Tickets are $12 for school-aged children and older, and they are only good for one game. You must purchase the tickets in advance at gofan.co slash TWSAA. The stadium will be cleared following each game, meaning you will have to purchase multiple tickets if you want to watch multiple games. Parking is $10 per ticket, and make sure to bring cash in order to do that. Your temperature will be required, check will be required, and you must wear a facial covering if within six feet of others, and if using a projected voice within 15 feet of others at all times while on site. So... Doesn't appear there's going to be any 
limited tickets, but I assume they probably will limit tickets at some point because they're going to clear the stadium. So therefore, they're not going to you know they'll know how many people are going to be in each time. Well, they'll they'll know because tickets will have been purchased in advance. Right. Yeah. So they they will know. So at some point, they may just cut off sales. They could. For a, particular game they could potentially but uh no nothing saying that there will be you know only so many tickets sold now i mean there there are six it's a sixteen thousand seat stadium 16.5 so i, I assume at 50 percent capacity 8250 is probably not going to happen for many of these games so yeah there you go all right that is your Blue Cross Bowl rundown and Summit Henry County. On the other side of a break, we're going to talk high school hoops, give you the recaps from this weekend and tonight's schedule. Of course, we've got Chip Walters in the second segment. We've got Titans and, of course, Southeastern Conference football. And we'll talk about who Vanderbilt could and should hire <laughs> in the second hour. Or shouldn't. Or shouldn't hire. That's right. More on that on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. 12 minutes to the top of the hour here on Monday, November 30th, as we have almost made it through the entire month of November, 11 months into 2020. Put my Christmas tree up last night and decorated and put it on a, a smart outlet so when I tell Alexa Merry Christmas, she turns it on. It's, it's a whole thing. That's the next level. <laughs> it's really kind of cool. I won't it's, lie. it's a level. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anything's next level for me because, you know, when you're starting at the bottom. Now you're here. <laughs> so. well, listen, real, real quickly, I know you got to get to the hoose, but speaking of Christmas decorations, um, we, we got all ours out this weekend, uh, got the tree, put the outside decorations on. Yesterday, I was putting lights along the front side of our house. Okay. Just the string on the on the gutter, if you will. First time I'd ever done this, and uh, it was two strands of lights. I got all the clips, the ladder, you know, like 12 different s- stops, climbing up and climbing down. Got to uh, the time, the point to where I was running the extension cord to power in. Well, the end I had was the wrong end of the light, so one half of that I had to take back down, start the other end, and go back out. Uh, Brutal. But it, but it was worth it. My neighbors across the street who had the lights too, once I got it up, 
flip the lights on. Jody and I were outside looking at it, see how it looked, and they come out and they give a round of applause. <laughs> hey, that's was, ours. They, they saw the struggle. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, just call me Clark Griswold." <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are Clark. So, oh man, done, that's awesome. Got it done. Happy ending. <laughs> that's all that matters, right? Oh yeah, we did have. Uh, we did not have. We don't have any outside lights, so I think we're good there. And I don't plan to have any. So went and bought a tree <laughs> yesterday. It's a really nice tree, though. I was very impressed with the hundred dollar tree that we bought. <laughs> so there you go. Hopefully, I hope. I hope at a hundred dollar tree. Yeah, very full. Mm-hmm. Real, artificial, real tree. Artificial, oh, artificial. Artificial trees. Okay. We. Yeah, I don't like sweeping. The mm. tree that keeps on giving. Yes. Year round. Artificial. Speaking of Clark. So there you go. Anyway, um, on Friday, obviously we had the football game, um, and. Also, though, we had some holiday hoops action. And if you would like to get in on the action on the show, 931-381-1017, 931-381-1017. Shoot us a text with your name and your comment on whatever, high school football, high school hoops. On Friday, Stewart's Creek hosted a, I guess what they call the a Thanksgiving classic. Classic. Which is not a tournament. It's just a teams playing several games. Classics are predetermined opponents. Tournaments are bracketed. Correct. So it's kind of like postponed versus canceled. <laughs> it's a thing. They're it two is different a thing. things. Uh, but Summertown was at the Stewart's Creek. Um, what? What Red is their Hawks. Red Hawks? That's it. Red Hawks, Red Hawks Classic. Mm-hmm. And they faced Stewart's Creek in their first game and did not fare well because Stewart's Creek, well, <laughs> they were deadly from beyond the arc. 11 threes. 11 threes. That's typically, if you are the opposing team, if you give up 11 th- – and I don't want to say give up 11 threes. I don't like that phrase. But if the other team hits 11 threes on you, that's probably not conducive to winning. And for the Lady Eagles, it was not. They fell 75-62 on Friday. Yeah, they were trailing 21-6 after one. And and I'd, I would imagine a few of those threes came in that first eight minutes. Probably several. So, you know, and, you know, played them pretty evenly from there. That's not really the game that that Summertown wants to play either because I mean obviously Summertown has some some taller girls. Yeah. They want to they want to you know work the ball inside. They want to play through Katie Burdett. Sure. And either throw it down to her on the low block and have her kick it back out or or throw it down to her and have her go up and score. But um between her and um Haley Jones and Riley Long down inside, they 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 are awfully effective. And I like the fact that they played um, Stewart's Creek on Friday. They had just played Paige on, was it Tuesday that I mm-hmm. went down there? You know, so they, they are playing some, um, some AAA opponents, getting themselves ready for what they feel like is going to be a deep postseason run. They're looking for a game, actually, for this weekend. I, I am – I need to get back and look at their schedule to see if somebody canceled on them or what. But if anybody's looking for a girls' basketball game for December 3rd or 4th, give Katie Embry a call because she's looking. Yes, definitely do that. Um, 
Also, Cannon County girls defeated Mount Pleasant 62-22. Not a great day for the Lady Tigers. Tough weekend for the Lady Tigers because they lost on Saturday to Jackson County 54-27 um, despite 12 points from Addison Workman, the freshman. So um, tough sledding for the Lady Tigers early on here. We have some games tonight, though. We have several games tonight. Did you have any other scores? Uh, no. You had something that you have. Did we get Indy's results from over at Lebanon? Uh, we did not get anything other than the scores. I know the girls, Indy girls, did win uh, 27-25, I believe. Oh. Yeah, that was a, a final score in a girls basketball game. Was a... Uh, yeah, 27-25. Uh, yes. Sorry, 27-20, and the boys won 65-46 over at Lebanon's State Farm Classic. Uh, they both beat Mount Juliet. Okay. So, that's interesting. That's uh, a <laughs> 27-20 is interesting, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we've got um we've got a limited slate tonight. We got a full slate tomorrow night. Looks like just about everybody is playing tonight. Um, Athens Bible School out of Alabama will be playing at Columbia Academy, and Collinwood will play at Hampshire tonight. So, man, Athens Bible School. Oof, they're very good at baseball. <laughs> They knocked us out of the state playoffs twice in the semifinals my freshman and sophomore years. So, very good at baseball. Very good at baseball. I don't know how good they are basketball, at basketball. I have no idea. We'll see tonight, I we'll guess. We'll see tonight. You'll be there. <laughs> I will be there. Yeah. Uh, I think also Summit, uh, I'm not sure if they're playing varsity or not. I think uh, it just says freshman basketball. So, mm. they're playing at 6 o'clock tonight, freshman I don't think they had a varsity game scheduled. They, I don't think so. I think they, they had to play kind tomorrow. Of, they had to reconfigure a varsity doubleheader for tomorrow, actually, because Rockvale's boys are on quarantine. So they are playing – some of the girls are playing Rockvale. Some of its boys are playing Nolansville tomorrow. That'll be fun. Yeah. But like I said, we got a full slate That's tomorrow. A weird, that's a weird thing about 2020 is girls and boys playing different schools. On the same night. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I understand. But it's better you know, than not playing at all. Well, I, I would just as soon have seen them pick up a doubleheader against Nolansville. But, I mean, I'm not the czar of scheduling, so I don't get to Well, you really can't punish Rockville's that. girls and force them to go find somebody else to play. So, I don't know. I I I just don't know. I mean, if you can't play Rockville's boys, I don't. Do you want to play Rockville's girls? I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's another. It's an odd dynamic brought about by, twenty twenty. But again, we got a full slate of basketball tomorrow night. Should we go through it? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, do you have Thursdays? Do you have Thursdays schedule on there? I do. Uh, do you have Summit Wrestling on there? I do. That has been canceled apparently. As of 21 minutes ago. Okay. Uh, just saw that on Twitter. <laughs> Thanks, Twitter. Oh, oh, Summit Wrestling on Thursday? Yes. I did not have Summit Wrestling on Thursday. Okay. Well, yeah, good, because it's have, canceled. I have Independence Wrestling on Thursday. <laughs> I have Spring Hill Wrestling on Thursday. Did not have Summit. Well, good, because they're not. Well, 
<laughs> I don't know when they were, but okay. Apparently they were. <laughs> who, who knew? What? Who, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> 2020, man. Uh, tomorrow, um, Columbia Academy travels to Fayetteville for a doubleheader. Dixon County goes to Spring Hill. That's a big District 11 AAA Oh, yeah, that'll be a good one. Game. Um, East Hickman is at Santa Fe. Forest comes to Columbia Central. Hampshire travels to Zion Christian. That will be the season opener for the Eagles. Uh, another 11 AAA matchup. Ravenwood goes to Independence. Richland plays at Cornersville. As mentioned earlier, Rockville girls will play at Summit at 6 o'clock. Tullahoma goes to Summertown for a doubleheader. Wayne County will be at Mount Pleasant. And at approximately 11, uh, at approximately 7.30 Tuesday night, Nolansville boys will play at Summit. So go. that's your basketball tomorrow. We'll Wrest- go back over that tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. We'll yes. We'll go back over that. Yeah, sure. Um, wrestling on Tuesday. Independence travels to Fairview. If you're familiar with wrestling, you'll understand what I'm getting ready to say. It will start at approximately 530. <sighs> Schedule- sometime around there. It's sometime around there. If you get there by 530, it should not have started yet. <laughs> That's about all I can tell you. Um, up at Franklin, Dixon County, Spring Hill, and Summit will all wrestle starting at around 6 o'clock. That sounds so, – so Dixon County, Spring Hill, Summit, and Franklin. Yes, and a double duel. They'll have two matches. A what? Double duel. What did you say about my mama? Uh, well. <laughs> a double duel. Yep. Never heard of such. Well, that sounds fun. I don't it, cover. I've never covered a lot of wrestling, so I'm excited to get to do that this year. I'm gonna have to go with you. That's so that's that I can probably gonna be the best bet. Yeah, I'm actually. just gonna go uh, shadow. Shadow. Me. There we go. All right. When we come back, we're gonna talk to Chip Walters as we do every Monday. MTSU, voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters will had an us. interesting weekend. Certainly interesting. That's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that Titans SEC football all in the second hour. Stay tuned here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by The Rock Place, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years, specializing in orthopedic injuries. Their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Five minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock, and it's it's Monday, and <laughs> sometimes that brings about uncertainty or craziness, wild whatever, and as we just gave you the schedule for high school hoops for the next two days, we want to also mention that as of about 10 minutes ago, Columbia Central's game with Harpeth, scheduled for Thursday, has now been postponed 
due to COVID issues with Harpeth. So there you go. Just a real quick schedule update. Thanks, 2020. Never, um, never a dull moment. <laughs> that is, that's a great way to segue into uh, into this because uh, <laughs> right. Never a dull moment. That's that's the best way to put it. As our friend Chip Walters joins us, brought to you each week by the law offices of Blake Kelly. And so the law office of Blake Kelly is the, you know, the best way to get in touch with him is through Facebook or Instagram. You can call him 615-305-4539. He specializes in accident and injury law in the middle Tennessee area. So make sure to give him a call or find again his Facebook or Instagram accounts. Joining us now is Chip Walters, and Chip was, let's just say, nice and cozy during some hoops action this week in uh, some really nice, plush chairs watching television. He was nice and cozy during some hoops action, but he found himself kind of at loose ends with regards to some gridiron action this weekend. I'm not sure exactly which one he's going to want to discuss first, but um, voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, joining us. Good morning, Mr. Walters. Oh, hang on just well, a second. Okay, let's try this again. So clearly he can hear us. All right, we're at the same issues we had last week. Give me a moment to work on that. All right, well, so MTSU did go to – they did have some some hoops action down in – Down in Florida. In Estero, Florida, (laughs) at what was known as Germain Arena. I think it's now something different, like Hertz or something. But – so, oh, whoa, there we go. Um, Blue Raider football was, let's just say, a problem. Idle. <laughs> Open. Yeah, yeah. Um, sad thing was it was supposed to be senior day as um, MTSU was supposed to take on Florida Atlantic on Saturday. And on Friday, we learned that FAU would not be available for um, pandemic-related reasons. So that game did not take place. And was supposed to be nationally televised, according to... On CBS Sports Network? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that game was not played. But it was announced yesterday that MTSU will play this Sunday, December 6th, against... Alabama Birmingham. Hey, B. <laughs> Sunday. I, I, I hesitated to even bring that up with you in the room. Sunday. Sunday. <sighs> Sunday afternoon game. That'll be interesting. Yeah. And, you know, I don't mind Sunday college football. It's just. <sighs> Given a choice between Friday night college football and Sunday college football, I take Sunday all day. Every day. Yeah, all day and twice on Sunday. But, unfortunately, we're right in the middle of a historic Titan season. You'd like to think. 
And oh, that that being said, the, the Titans scheduled the, over the next four weeks is just bleh <laughs> at best. Well, so <laughs> you say that, but this Cleveland team. Yeah, did you? I don't want to talk about them. They're eight and three. Yeah, I don't want to talk about them because. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Anyway, you know why I don't want to talk about yeah, them. I, I know why you don't want to talk about them. <sighs> anyway, somebody, I think we got Chip back. Somebody so let's do got that. got. Do we have Chip back? We're gonna try Chip. Yes. All right. Let's try Chip. Ch- choose Chip. Choose Chip. Are you there, Chip? And, and he just dropped off. Stand by. Oh, he just dropped off the call. Completely. Well, you know, it's definitely Monday. It is it is Monday. Uh yeah, well, let's just not talk about Cleveland. Um But you know what though? You're right. I mean, the next you got Cleveland this week. You go to Jacksonville, which just fired its GM yesterday, next weekend, and then you've got I know the Lions are in there somewhere. The Lions come in two weeks from Sunday. That'll be on the um well, it's listed as TBD, I guess. So it's not nexus, not necessarily the twentieth. Maybe there's a flex in there or something. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure who would want to flex the 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 lions, but okay, whatever. I mean, they do play on Thanksgiving, so everybody has to watch that train wreck once a year. Yeah, yeah. Who so. fired their coach and GM? So, which, by the way, wouldn't this be interesting? Because this could very well happen, and mm-hmm. I guess we can talk about it now. Because why not? Matt Patricia, where would he come from? Came from the Patriots. That's correct. Okay. Who needs a defensive coordinator? Who would like to have some defensive help? Who the Titans? Mike Vrabel. Wouldn't you love to have Matt Patricia? I don't know that you would help your defense because, because the question that I raised um, over the weekend is, you know, how much of a hit does his coaching reputation in general take from the train wreck that was the Detroit Lions? None defensively. Were they stopping people? Who cares? You're a defense. Some people aren't meant to be head coaches. Some people are not meant to be head coaches. They can be great coordinators, a la Will Muschamp, a la Bo Pelini. Lots of folks can be great defensive coordinators. Lots of folks can be great offensive coordinators. Look at, you know, um, crap, I just lost his name. Anyway, Josh, you can, Mc, Josh McDaniels? Yes, that guy. He can be. You, you can be a great coordinator without being a great head coach. We're not even asking to be a coordinator. We're just asking for somebody to come help us stop people on third down. Like, if you can just put in a third down package, well, <laughs> that'd be great. They they just went five for 13 on third downs yesterday. Yes, against the, the worst team in the NFL on third down. So it was, it, was, it was weakness versus weakness. We just happened to be a little less weak than they were. I just I'm I'm not I'm not sold on Matt Patricia. I mean, I'd I'd rather see him hire. Speaking of guys who may not be cut out to be head coaches, but it could be great defensive Derek coordinators. Mason? I'd rather see him hire Derek Mason. It's not a bad. Won't option. have to move. He wouldn't have to move. That's right. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. He he's a guy, who's a possibility. He is a guy as a uh, <laughs> as a defensive mind to help. Mike Vrabel, and with their backgrounds 
being similar, coming from the same place, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's a possibility. You you could see Matt Patricia in Nashville in the next week or so. Should we talk a little Titans? I mean, we might as well. We're waiting on Chip, and that's fine. We could talk a little um, Titans and then just pick up Chip in the next segment. Uh, depending maybe. on whether or not he's got a maybe. press conference. Mm. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate there. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, yesterday was a good day for the Titans. It was. And, and it, it was all kind of happened everybody. at once. It, yeah, <laughs> it was quick, wasn't it? Yeah. That escalated rather quickly. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Because, I mean, you're, you're sitting there wondering if they're ever going to get a stop, and then they just got stops. After, after stop. stop. Yeah. And, and converted. I will tell you, the way – that offense played so well in the first half and then I guess took their foot off the, the gas in the second half, kicked a field goal. Well, I don't know if they took their foot off or if Indianapolis made some adjustments. Let's hope it wasn't the latter because they did – Indianapolis did a better job of stopping Derrick Henry in the second half. They certainly did that. Mm-hmm. But – if that's the case, Titans played bad in the second half, offensively. Yeah. Bad. So, I don't know. We now have we, – we have visual confirmation of Chip Walters. I can see him. Yep. Oh, he's on the beach. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him showing <laughs> off. Mr. Walters, good morning. How are you? Oh. How are you? You you had quite the eventful weekend, didn't you, big boy? Well, yes and no. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, eventful on Thursday and Thursday and Friday, and then it became uh, late Friday afternoon. Uh, Saturday became very uneventful. So eventless. Uh, it is, you know, twenty twenty, and that, that's that's part of it. Yeah, you know, I didn't even realize that you guys did not play Saturday until I went looking for the game on Saturday and it wasn't on. And it's like, whoa, what's up? You know, um, as we mentioned during your absence here just a little bit ago, MTSU's football game against Florida Atlantic was not played. I don't know if it was canceled or postponed. And as I said earlier, there is a difference. But um, for pandemic reasons, what are the details as far as that goes, Chip? We don't know. We don't know. We have a freeze frame. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. Jay Giles. Technology is not uh, playing well this morning. It's not. It's because it's raining and snowing. It's like, what's going on? We don't know. All right. Well, Chip Walters is brought to you each week by the law office of Blake Kelly. Specializing Uh, in accident and injury law. Find him on his Facebook or his Instagram or give him a call at 615-405-305-405-4539. And if he does any IT work, we could use him here. <laughs> oh, man. I think we're going to give JP a heart attack over here. He's, he's turning red. All right. We'll try Chip again. It's all right. Chip. Chip. I'm here. 
Yes, I'm here. <laughs> yes. Bueller. So, when, Bueller. <laughs> when, uh, what is the status of the FAU game at this point? That's a great question, Mo. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, this is reminiscent of our first time with Chip Walters, where we dropped his call three times. Every time we, every time I asked him one question, it was one specific question. Yeah, yeah. So clearly, and, 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 that question is not the he's one to dodging. Ask. He's Let's, dodging. He's emo. dodging the question. He doesn't know the answer. We are not FAU meant to game. know the status of the Florida Atlantic game. Clearly, do yeah. not come to the FAU. Do not come to the FAU anymore. Oh, no, come man. to the sip. That's right. That's right. So, can can we just play Ole Miss or something? Like, what's up? So, I'm really excited though. Sunday at 1:30. I'm 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 there for that. Like, I I will probably go to that game for that UAB game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's at home, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it at is. MTSU. I got nothing better to do on a Sunday, December 6th, at 1:30 Central. There you go. You ask him. I think he's back. <laughs> Is he back? What What is the status of the FAU game, Chip? <laughs> nope. Do not ask that question. It's over. I think we got our answer there. It's not happening. Oh, I, I, we can see him move, but we can't hear him. That's the unique part here. Yeah, there's there's obviously some internet issues on one end or the other. That's fine. Yep. It's all good. So yeah, no, no FAU game didn't happen this weekend. It didn't happen, um, and and we we'll, we have no idea when or if it will happen, and probably an not. Answer. Right? Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. I don't know what the the plan is for for MT or for a conference USA as far as playing on the nineteenth. I assume they could, but this UAB game wasn't scheduled, right? Correct. So, UAB has not played in like three weeks. And so that, I mean, that could be a really interesting game because UAB currently is in, I don't even know if they're in first place or not. They, they've not, they've only lost one game, but they haven't played. I think they're three and one in Conference USA. And I'm pretty sure that, uh, yeah, Texas San Antonio is five and two. UAB is two and one. Now, um, has UAB had some pandemic issues, or have their opponents had pandemic issues? I think both has been the unfortunate situation for UAB. The last time they played was on Halloween when they lost to La Tech. So, that's unusual. The last time they played was when? On Halloween. So, they basically went the – well, not basically. They, they did. went the entire they month of November play. without playing. Did not play the entire – they were supposed to play North Texas, UTEP, and Southern Miss. Um, North Texas and UTEP, I think, were UAB issues. Southern Miss was Southern Miss issues. So – so UAB is the summit of Conference USA, then. Sort of, yes. Um, but the, I think because you know they're not getting 
they don't get conference wins, I, I don't think they're going to go to the conference championship game. Even if they were to win the next two, mm. they still wouldn't have as many wins. That would be four and one versus five and two for UTSA. Gotcha. So even though you, even though they beat UTSA, that would be a uh, a disaster for Bill Clark and the boys. Is his name going to be coming up with some of these openings? If it's not, some ads need to be shot in the foot. I'm just saying, Bill Clark ought to be among the the folks we're talking about for some some coaching vacancies. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway. All right. Um. Yeah. So unfortunately, we didn't get Chip this week. We'll try to we'll try to get him back on. It was un- it it is unfortunate because we had a lot to talk to him about this week between. What did happen this weekend, what didn't happen this weekend, and what's going to happen this coming weekend. So, I think he is in the mix for, as um, one of the broadcast teams for the Blue Cross Bowl this weekend. I'm not sure exactly what his schedule is because some of it was pending MTSU football obligations, and we're not real clear on exactly how Sunday's game is going to affect those. So, If at all. Yeah, if at all. Oh, yeah. So, would have been great to talk to Chip. <laughs> we'll get him on later this week. We'll we'll find some time and and, and talk with Chip. But uh, on the other side of the break, we'll let's get back into the the, the NFL and Titans and more. Hi everybody, it's me, Mickey Mouse. <sighs> That's <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports wow. Today, presented by Mid Tennessee right. Bone and Joint, That's and cool. I've got to go. Oh, I almost forgot. To make the clubhouse appear, we did. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game you can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Hopefully this segment will go much smoother because it's just us. It'd be kind of hard not to, I guess. <laughs> Famous last words. Um... Yeah, but plenty to talk about because the Tennessee Titans got a massive win over the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Ten second half points, a 44-yard field goal by Steven Guskowski was missed, but thankfully there was a penalty. (laughs) and moved him closer to 50 
which he of course hit because it's closer to fifty. Right. So he was too too close the first time. From from now on, any time that the Titans are within the forty-one to forty-eight range, move it back. We're taking a penalty every time. (laughs) Just take the penalty, kick it. It's it's smarter. By the way, um. I was unable to listen to Mike Keith because I was I was setting up. I had paused it and it didn't work, and so I missed out on listening to that. Did uh, any insight? Did, did he? Get I, I did the not. Stats? I did not listen either. Unfortunately, um, may just have to check back with him and yeah. see. But that stat is now seventeen and seven. That's yeah. right. When teams play each other twice within a three-week period. That's correct. The team that loses the first game is now seventeen and seven in the second game. It was Drake Colley that came up with that, is it, or or pass that along. Is that right? I, I don't know. You just said someone inside uh, our stat department. Well, Clayton <laughs> passed it along, and he passed it along from right. Drake. Okay, I believe. So. That sounds like something he would. Yeah, we appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Whomever it was. But, yeah, 45-26, a dominating performance because this game was never in question. After after it was 14-14, that was it. Yeah. I mean, they Titans did. started getting stops on third downs, and then, boom, offense couldn't be stopped. It was just incredible. I mean, that scored, what, three times in the second quarter? Mm-hmm. And that third touchdown of the second, right there before halftime, when – Somebody was questioning offensive play calling. Uh, yeah, that was terrible <laughs> offensive play calling. The absolute worst three play calls in the history of football. How do you get That's the ball? a lot of football. <laughs> a minute and three seconds left in the half. You have the ball in plus territory, and you run it twice with not Derrick Henry and then – an incomplete pass that what didn't even go to the sticks. Like, and you have what? your timeouts too. And you had timeouts. What are you doing? You had the full complement. At, at least two. I don't know if they had all three, but they and had the at least two. Full complement of, of options. Yes, you had mm-hmm. everything. You had every option possible to score and and put the dagger in them. And then you run the ball twice, not with Derrick Henry. Throw the ball. It's an incomplete pass. And then you trot your punt team out there. You trot your punt team out. I don't know who decided to call that timeout. I don't know who it was. Whomever it was, MVP. Well, according to Joe Rexroad of The Athletic, it was your head coach. Well, thank God, because whoever was calling plays needed some help. Uh, uh, You know, something that occurred to me, you know, we talk about Vrabel as the defensive coordinator, and he spends a lot of time – with that, and I noticed a couple of shots during the game. Tennessee had the football, and Vrabel was coaching up his defense on the bench with his back to the field, mm-hmm. you know, as a typical defensive, defensive coordinator, coordinator would do. And I, and that struck me, and I was like, that's interesting. What if something big happens that a head coach needs t- to use the trump card, if you will, <laughs> Um and he's not there to to do that. What's I'm curious what their dynamic is. If there's something, I guess Arthur Brown has. Perhaps that's what was happening. Uh, in uh, Arthur Smith, excuse yeah. me. I guess I guess Arthur Smith has 
carte blanche in that situation. If somebody's got to make a decision and well, here's an idea. Bravel is a little busy. Here's an idea. Hire, it, hire give, DC. Well, no, here's an idea. If you're Arthur Smith, give it to Arthur Brown because yeah. you don't. If you're go, if you're not going to give it to Derrick Henry, you get it to to AJ, AJ, the wide receiver version of Henry. I mean, my gosh, yeah. this is not rocket surgery, guys. <laughs> You've done nothing but run it down their throat with Derrick Henry for an entire half, 140-something yards in the first half. Are you kidding me? And you you, you try – now, don't get me wrong. The Titans' run game was very good no matter who was running the ball for the majority of the second half. But you have a minute and 31 seconds to go 45 yards. That's plenty of time with two timeouts. Now, did it work out? Yes, because apparently Mike Vrabel was coaching up the defense when this idiot was over here running the football <laughs> and not doing what he's supposed to be doing and then trots the punt team punt out team. there. And Vrabel's like, what? We're punting? We just had the, we just got the ball with a minute 30. What? Hold on, timeout. Wait, tell me what's going on. <laughs> it feels exactly like that. <laughs> it really does. He looked at the you jumbo know, now, trying to say punt. Yeah. Now, now in retrospect. Kurt, what's my punter out there? Uh, that – that would explain a lot. <laughs> that would explain a lot, you know, and you can you could see it actually playing out mm-hmm. that way as you go back. Whoa, hold up, <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold time out. <laughs> we that, got those right. That suddenly uh-huh. makes all the sense in the world. You know what's crazy though about a forty-five twenty-six Titans win over the Colts is that Janu Smith did not have a catch. Gusek. You know what he did have, though? A block that sprung Derrick Henry for a touchdown. That doesn't get you any fantasy points, unfortunately. <laughs> but I, 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 I just I just mean that, you know, he he is as dynamic a receiver as they have, and for him not to have been in that mix is a little a little odd when you score 45 points. My guess is that that was a big portion of the Colts' game plan. To take him out and of the game. And that's why Swain, Swain had three, three catches three for 30 yards. Yeah. Was, was he was Ferks, kind of the go-to guy. Was Ferkser out? I guess. No, Ferkser played. He did? I, I didn't see him or hear his name called at all. But I Swain think Swain was, is the only tight end. Yeah, Swain yeah. is the only tight end that caught a ball. Which is wild. I mean, Blessing also, Game had one. A.J. had four. Corey Davis had three. Henry caught two for seven yards. And Swain... Had three for 30. Um, you know, that's, again, I, I think one that just speaks to the depth that the Titans have in their passing game. Um, Corey Davis had a great day, too. Despite yeah. not catching a touchdown pass, had, what, five for 77? Three. Three for 70. Three for 70, but also – had a block that sprung Derrick and, Henry for a touchdown. And that's I think that's been one of the strengths of this team for the last couple of years. These receivers take a lot of pride in blocking downfield, either for each other or for Derrick Henry. They they get involved in the blocking game and and you know, when a play's not come to their side or whatever, they they're still looking to make a block. Yeah, they're looking for work, finding work. So, let's just this is from PFF Quesenberry allowed one pressure from left tackle. One pressure the entire game. Now, granted, the Colts were without 
two of their best defensive linemen. DeForest Buckner being one of them. And I understand that. But Colts fans out here acting like Taylor Lewan ain't on the sideline. Acting like Jadavian Clowney ain't on the injured reserve. Like, your injuries and your COVID stuff only equaled you. It didn't make you worse than us in that regard. Yeah, beyond that, you know, you just – all we can do is play whoever shows up, you know. But – it is I'm, what it is. I, a lot of excuses are being made by Colts fans. And I know a lot of Colts fans because I used to be a Colts fan. So I, I follow a lot of Colts people on Twitter. How do you just switch? Because I didn't care. I was in Alabama and Peyton Manning played for the Colts, so that's who I rooted for. Then when he went to the a, Broncos. He's a front runner. That's, that's all. Then when he went to the Broncos, I, went, I rooted for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, then, he, after, he, then after he retired, I didn't root for anybody. You I know, just he is was a like, Celtics whatever. fan. Well, again, I didn't care. So you just you. Root, I was rooting for players, not teams. I'm a little surprised he's not an Alabama football, Kentucky basketball, and yeah. Yankees fan. But yeah, a lot of those know. out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are the no, <laughs> no. Again, I, I grew up where there was no pro football, and I didn't really. I mean, the Titans they didn't really make me excited. So even though I did root for them in the Super Bowl because I just didn't like. The Rams. <laughs> How old were you in the Super Bowl? Oh, I was like 13, 14. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not maybe not old enough to fully invest when that came through. But also, I was in, I'm I was in, in college. We don't true. care. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Could not care yeah. less. I didn't I don't think I watched an NFL game that wasn't the Super Bowl. In my entire life, until I started watching the Titans. Yeah, the last only year. football you watch in Alabama on Sunday is uh, the Alabama coaches show. The replay, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean that that's pretty much it. Yeah, like that's 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 legit. So like, I mean, I really once I got here and I was like, you know what? It's it's cool. Let's let's do this. Let's just go all in. If we're gonna be Preds fans, we're gonna be Preds fans. We're gonna be Titans fans. We're gonna be Sounds fans. We're we're gonna go all out. I mean, yesterday I literally wore my Sounds hat, and Preds jacket, Titans shirt. Like I was. <laughs> I was the guy yesterday. So <laughs> it's anyway. tough being a Sounds fan. Is it though? Well, I mean, just for the fact that they are, you know, they don't necessarily have players that you can connect yourself to because they, yeah, because they because they're a minor league team they and they come and, and go. Yeah, yeah, what do you what do you root for as a Sounds fan? So you just just you just root for the team. The, yeah, the team to stay in town so you can have a place to go watch a well, baseball game. These really. days that might be yeah. what you're rooting for. Well, yeah. I mean as a, like when we when, when I was in Birmingham we would go to the Barons games, right? I mean mm-hmm. that's you just root for the team. And Double A is a little bit better than Triple A. Triple A you might get some big time names coming mm-hmm. down for rehab starts and stuff, but I love Double A because fun. that's where all of the stars play. Right? I mean, I grew up watching some of the best Chicago White Sox, Joe Creedy, all those guys coming up through the Barons organization. Here you don't really get that. Well, what's funny is a lot of those guys, particularly the White Sox, a lot of those guys did come through here. Um, You will see, as often as not, guys go directly from AA to the majors, but you will see some of those guys come through AAA as well. So – it's, if you're in the Braves organization, a lot because yeah, yeah, they they don't jump a whole lot of guys. They they don't, especially their pitchers. So, well, they want those guys to get that time. And I don't I don't blame them. Yeah, 
it but wor- anyway, it's worked for them. It has. And so, again, I'm I'm a Titans fan, whatever. But before we whatever, <laughs> but before we, we we have we have gone way off the rails here. Which I mean, hey, it's Monday, and we just had the worst segment in the history of time. Um, <laughs> let me go back through this. I, Quesenberry had one pressure. Guards, which by the way, Saffold and Davis were incredible. Highest graded players offensively at eighty three point six and eighty two point seven were the offensive guards. The whole offense, highest grade. David Long Jr. was the highest player, highest graded player on defense with a ninety point three, which is fantastic. And as good as he was, and Breon Borders, who allowed three who? for <laughs> exactly. He allowed three for eight for 69 yards, had a pick, and almost had a pick six. Just about had a pick six. Kevin Byard was awful. And by awful, I mean allowed six completions on seven targets for 75 yards, a touchdown, and a 150.9 passer rating. Also drew a bad interference Bad interference. And the and the touchdown he he allowed should have been an interference call because I mean he was hugging dude from behind. But he did come way. up with a big third down stop to force a punt. We'll give we'll, we'll, and that would that was um a was really big play. The, that was late in the first half, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was a really set big up play. the set up the touchdown to make it thirty five fourteen. So we'll give him that one. The one incompletion was a big one. We'll give him that one. Well, that, that wasn't an incompletion. That was a st- he made the tackle on the play. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that was yeah. You're right. It, it was yeah. it was just short of it was mm-hmm. he actually it was a short pass and he he did make a and very good open field and made tackle. The tackle short of the sticks. Yep. That so. I agree. All right. Um, and finally, of course, we know what Henry did. He had 125 yards after contact. Four point four nine four point five nine yards after contact per attempt. Welcome back, Brett Kern. I tell you, yes. a couple times he was huge. Inside the 20, inside those, uh, inside the coffin corners. He's dropping him like a dime inside the five, right on the sideline. It's it's incredible. Four punts, 40-yard average. All four punts downed inside the 20. Ooh. Yeah, you can't really go on the average because he didn't have to punt it very far. Right, but but he, he did Perfectly what Brett Kern placed. does. No. We appreciate that, too. Well, after some of what else we've seen, yeah. No doubt. All right, that's uh, that, that's Titans. Titans coverage there. Best we can give you. As we recover. <sighs> yeah. On the other side of the break, Derek Mason was relieved of his coaching duties at Vanderbilt, and we will get a Vanderbilt's fan's perspective on the other side of this break as to – where do the Commodores go from here? Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. 
Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is 11 minutes to the top of the hour, the 11 o'clock hour here. And we have a uh, an interesting news topic here, as Vanderbilt has parted ways with Derek Mason, and lots of unique and interesting names are popping up. So I'm curious to get Mo your thoughts, but also JP's thoughts because, well, he's a Vandy fan. And so I'm curious what the Vandy fans would like to see. That's always interesting. I think what, what the fans would like to see. Um, what would the Vandy fan like to see? The one guy, the yeah, one fan, fan singular, the one fan. <laughs> uh, the voice of the people. Yeah. JP yes. Plant. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a shame uh, for for Mason, and I tell you, he handled it with class. I don't know if you guys saw his uh, his uh, release that he put out there. Yes. Um, very classy, as you would expect Mason to be. Uh, Candace Lee had a release as well. Very thankful for Mason's dedication. Uh, there's obviously a lot more than, uh, and Mo, I think I saw something you put out there with your extensive time covering Vanderbilt. You've seen it um, as longer than I have, um, but it's there's a lot more than what a coach can do. What you know for James Franklin, all that he did, it it gave the indication that it could happen with a coach Mm -hmm. that is a that was a one-off that was an outlier um and i think if he could have stayed there long term i think he could have forced the hand of the administration to get some things done if he could have sustained what he had done correct and two things as far as james franklin goes i I don't think bobby johnson gets nearly enough credit and i've Mm -hmm. said this on more than one occasion and i'll say it to my last breath, I don't think Bobby Johnson gets nearly enough credit for the success that James Franklin had. James Franklin left. You saw Derek Mason's first year when they played, you know, revolving door at quarterback because mm-hmm. they didn't have one. So, you know, kind of spare me the great recruiting that James Franklin did because they had no quarterback on the roster when he left. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he did have a lot of success. He drew a lot of attention to the program. He got, you know, he's pretty real responsible for that indoor practice facility that they have down there. And you, you got to give him credit for that, I think. And and had he been able to, had he chosen to stick around and had he been able to sustain that success, you know, maybe the feet dragging would not have been as significant as it has been in you know getting the other infrastructure things that are going to be necessary for Vanderbilt to compete consistently 
with the people that they have to compete with in the SEC. You know, I remember Gordon Gee specifically telling me, we're not going to get into an arms race with the Auburns and, and the other folks when they were putting up the different facilities and making the stadium improvements and that kind of thing that they were making. And so, you know, to some degree, Vanderbilt football is always going to have a hand tied behind its back. It's just a matter of how much, I think. And and so that's why, you know, when I hear a Jamie Chadwell or Will Healy come up, my, my first question is why? Why would you want to do that, particularly if you're a young rising star type guy? A lot from the coach's perspective. Yes. Oh, about. absolutely, yeah. I mean, shoot, if Vanderbilt has a chance to hire Will Healy <laughs> – I don't know why you wouldn't. If Vanderbilt has a chance to hire Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina, I don't know why you wouldn't. But um, because I think it's going to take somebody young and dynamic, really, you know, like a James Franklin. But so, answer me this question then: mm-hmm. If they're not going to get into that arms race, and we know they're not, mm-hmm. well, how do you even that, like, that out? It's a good question. That that was. Uh, several administrations ago uh, but and even james franklin's administration none of those guys are there either and and to that point um adam sparks who covers um of course vandy for the uh, the tennessean uh twitter about an hour ago a couple of tweets one that there will be a press conference today at 1 30 uh by vandy ad candace lee uh, a zoom press conference to address the football coaching change so she's going to get out in front of that. Um, but also, he said, quote, indications that I got was that the new Vandy Chancellor, Daniel uh, Demir, Deermeyer. Deermeyer, gave A.D. Candice Lee the go-ahead to do whatever was needed with the coaching situation to win in football. Adam's note to that, if so, comma, that's new. That is new. And one thing that is doing is by saying do whatever it takes to win – that's also putting it in her lap. That's a ticking time bomb. Well, I mean, what what does whatever necessary really mean? Uh, it doesn't mean pay a coach whatever is necessary to pay them, or does it mean we are going to give you the resources that you need to compete, to compete. in the SEC? That's uh, it, not that. It has be. to be the latter. It can't be. But it has to be. Yes, but I don't think that's I don't, what that means. <laughs> well, it hasn't in the past. Again, now, of course, I'm an ultimate optimist. I am a Vandy fan. Therefore, I'm going to always root and hope for something like the latter. This is a new administration. Again, a new um, a new chancellor and a new AD. And power to the AD, which they really haven't had in the past, is something a little new. Can that materialize into enough support to make it viable? Okay. Yet to be seen. So if it's not that, if it's not, we're going to give you mm-hmm. a a world of help in facilities, etc. How does Vanderbilt hire a coach that puts them on an even playing field, or at least a competitive playing field in the Southeastern Conference? I don't think and, you can. And there you go. You don't think it's possible to be and, – and when I say competitive, I, I mean winning seven to eight games a year and going to a bowl game. Yeah, being in, being in the mix for bowl games Every year. on a year-to-year basis. Mm-hmm. I, 
well, you know, history says that there hasn't been a Franklin was the only one that sniffed that. And, and that was various, when Florida and Georgia were bad. Correct. Yeah. I They weren't Florida and Georgia up yeah, today. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, the SEC East as a whole Wasn't was good. as bad as it's ever been, and that's what it took for Vanderbilt to go to bowl games with relative regularity. So this has been brought up. I brought this up in our in our group chat yesterday, and this is Vanderbilt is very similar in football to what we see in Duke, Georgia Tech, et cetera, in the ACC. Georgia Tech was going to bowl games every year with Chan Gailey. So is Georgia Tech was going to bowl games pretty regu- pretty regularly with Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson. And again, Duke is going to bowl games with David Cutcliffe. It I have never understood how Duke could figure it out, how Northwestern could figure it out, how Stanford could figure it out, and Vanderbilt cannot. Well, I, I think there's one thing that is a big – none of those schools are in the SEC. Right. I think there is a difference. But to your point, Vanderbilt has not gotten close to those on a consistent basis. My point is hire a – one of those weird offense coaches, either a complete air raid or a triple option guy. Well, I don't think anybody wants to see triple option. I think air raid would be the way to go. I mean, I think if you are going to go to Vanderbilt football games, you'd rather see them lose 42, 35 than to see them lose, you know, 42 to seven, you know, put some points up, get some folks excited about what you're doing. I don't think people want to see, defense all right well i mean there you go either way that you you're, it's gonna have to be a one of those weird unique offenses that that not everybody's running it can't okay. you can't just go out there and run shotgun three wide give me a name my name from yesterday is kurt signetti it's at jmu james madison university Give me a name. I honestly, I don't know. Um, it, it, I, I don't have a clue. I, I don't have a clue, I, and I'm sorry to cop out. I just, I don't know. I like Mike McIntyre. He gives you that option. I like it. There you go. I liked McIntyre before Mason because he was on that short list then. Let's go with it. I mean, McIntyre's the guy. I, I think he's the best option that Vanderbilt has. So there you go. All right, guys, it is uh, Cyber Monday, so make sure to take care of all those deals. Tomorrow is Giving Tuesday, so again, remember that. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. Go ahead. Speaking of Vanderbilt, um, men's basketball is. Men's basketball has been shut down due to a COVID case, will not play their games tomorrow and Thursday in Connecticut. There you go. All right, this is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. See you then. Stay cool, cool up.